good evening to all of our listeners today. Welcome back. Hello. I have Veronica Bucher with me today. She is the owner and the handmade jewelry maker of Finola. I am. So welcome her to the table, everyone. Thank you so much. Very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. How's everything going? Everything cannot be better. Yeah. It's, it's going so well. I'm I'm so excited about everything that's happening. So you won't see Veronica in a storefront. You'll see her products online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And For that, now, it's just online. Yes. Do you plan on expanding? Yeah, I think my long-term goal is to have a storefront yeah. at some point. And you've already expanded into the wedding scene. Yeah, that's my newest project right now is trying to launch the bridal is, page. Is that kind of your baby right now? It is, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Which, it's where I'm putting most of my energy for sure, yeah. especially with springtime and all the weddings that are coming up. The ones that I've been working with are just so special. Yeah, and you get to curate things together. Definitely. Which equals collaboration which mm-hmm. equals a lot more fun than just a one-man show exactly and that's really what I'm what I'm all about lately so when we first met it was actually at a pop-up shop and I instantly like how you're taking an approach to organic wines and kind of telling the story of wines and how they're made and I don't know I think you're fascinating well thank you <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far <laughs> but thank you it was something that always fascinated me when I was in the industry because my mentors and my peers would be telling me these stories that I would have to go back and look up again and mm-hmm. study again but I would continue to be fascinated by the players in the game and the processes of wine and in the vineyard and in the cellar and then even the pet nat that we're drinking today, like going through a secondary fermentation process. It's fun <laughs> to learn about it. And that was when I kind of separated myself of doing my nine to five day to day to doing something that um, I truly love doing and learning about. And because it's something I want to learn about. It's something that doesn't stop. No one will ever know everything you need to know about wine. Oh, sure. That just doesn't exist. Sure. So that was also something where I'm like, I can be my own pro at this if I teach myself how and if I have the right mentors and that's where it kind of expanded into this project and I knew that I was scared at first of failing but I knew that I had dialogue here between people and if it was good dialogue then it was going to work. Absolutely. I have to give credibility to you too because you have to have a lot of guts to go after something that you didn't go to school for, you weren't born and raised within or something you didn't dream about your entire life as a child yeah so when did Finola start to come into your life um Finola came into my life actually at the perfect time I I had only gone to a traditional college for a semester and I was actually on a beach trip with my boyfriend and we were just where were you we were on uh and we were in California we were driving up the PCH it was it was an amazing trip yeah but on that trip we kind of got to talking about the things that were inspiring me and and the things that weren't and where I saw myself in like five to ten years and he was asking all the right questions and it got me thinking about where I wanted to be and the things that I love doing and this is just really where my passion is creating jewelry that I love wearing and that I love seeing my friends wearing and that's just a little bit different. And your approach is so unique because it's only online Mm-hmm. And it's not in store, so that has to be challenging, but one of the greatest spaces 
I mean, in a store, you can only go so far. Absolutely. Yeah. But then online, there's so, right. But online, it's like you can go anywhere you want and you can connect with anyone you want, Mm -hmm. like bloggers, especially. Totally. So you found a lot of, I'm sure a lot of bloggers that you can collaborate with. I really like working with different kinds of bloggers because my jewelry isn't something that just a specific kind of girl could wear. I really like the idea that someone who's really into fashion would get into my jewelry, but also someone who sees my jewelry on my Instagram page and wants to buy it. I really like the idea that anyone could fit really well into my jewelry and be comfortable and also look at themselves in the mirror and say like, I feel beautiful in this jewelry. Do you feel like you have to kind of gear towards an audience at times? Because you obviously create what you love, but at the same time, you probably feel like you have to reach a specific audience. Yeah, and that's definitely been a challenge. But at the end of the day, I'm mostly creating things that it's something I could see myself wearing that I'll really put my heart and my soul into that product. And and a lot of people, like, when you create something that's good, someone will notice that it's good. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of create that fan base behind you. Absolutely. And you probably feel that with bloggers as well. You just recently moved down to Nashville part-time. Part-time, You're just back for and now. Forth, yeah. And you've been finding inspiration, a lot of people to network with, Mm -hmm. and the city's similar to ours. It's very similar to Cincinnati. It's just a creative city full of excited people that love to collaborate and build things together. How do you feel about going somewhere where you kind of feel like you're the new girl? There's a little (laughs) bit of competition. There's a lot of competition, yeah. But you don't want to see it as that. I'm a big believer in building a community that's really based on collaboration instead of competition. And once you find the right people, there's just so many groups of people that are willing to work with you, especially if they see that you're excited about whatever you're doing. People just clamor to help you. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that a lot too, especially in the OTR area and especially at our pop-up. We all kind of realize that we can't do this on our own Mm -hmm. unless we have the support of other women behind us. And it's not necessarily I'm asking for your support and I'm just, and I'm a woman and you should support me, but I believe in what they're doing. So I want to support them. Exactly. And And who doesn't want to help someone that genuinely believes in what they're doing and is super excited about it at the same time. It ties back to like what I just said, like you want to give back the way that someone always helped you along the way. And so that's where you kind of feel like you should help that next person succeed. Absolutely. And I don't feel like... I see our community as competitors. I feel that they enjoy working together. and This community is really welcoming to people who are pursuing their dreams and doing what they are passionate about. Yeah. I have to wake up and tell myself to keep going. And I think that's the hardest part about entrepreneurship. And even if you don't create the best thing that day, you may create something down the road that you wouldn't have been able to without that day. And then you can kind of visualize what your goals are and what you're you're hoping to achieve in that week. And no one's doing it for you. Like, if you have a goal, you have to go get it yourself. Right. That's the hardest part about this one-man show Mm -hmm. is opportunities are not just going to fall from the sky. It just doesn't work that way in this world. No, it doesn't. And you have to go out (laughs) and get it yourself. And you know that specifically by working with bloggers. Exactly. Who are your favorite bloggers right now in Nashville? In Nashville? And in Cincy, I guess. Gosh, there's just so many. But I think recently I've worked with Olivia Dixon, Mm -hmm. and she's a total sweetheart. We just did a giveaway on my Instagram. In Cincinnati, I would say Libby Bartley, Natalie Folke are just two of, you know, off the top of my head, just relevant girls 
that I'm following on Instagram and giving me tons of inspiration. You've learned a lot about the digital space by <laughs> not going to school for it. That's, you're, you're... that's probably true. A lot of that is my boyfriend. He's been a wealth of knowledge and I've learned a lot just by dating him. I, I like the idea that you're always learning and you're always growing and that's really been prevalent in my life lately. I've taken a couple different approaches towards my own business just from approaches that you know my boyfriend is taking towards his business and I've grown a lot as a person and as a business person and it's it's really helpful. I've helped a lot of other friends too. How does that go like day by day? Because <laughs> that can become kind of overwhelming, I'm sure, at some points. Well, I think Let's... you just need to really find someone who you can groove with. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I know that probably sounds campy, but there's definitely days where we've spent the entire day together and we're just like, okay, you're going to go to the gym. I'm going to spend some time alone, but we do spend most of our time together and, um, it's been a real growing experience, I think, for both of us. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had a relationship like this, but I also wouldn't trade it for the world. So when did your mind or your reality start to shift of becoming a curator or a creator of jewelry into an entrepreneur? That's a really good question. So when we first started dating, my boyfriend had his own business um, and it was really successful. It was something that he really loved and I was kind of envious a little bit because there was definitely certain passions that I had, but I just didn't really know how to make money off of those. So as we got to talking and as we continued dating and I, I just kept learning things from him, I realized that the passions that I had could be, be have a lifestyle from. And, and I just, I started creating jewelry. And it's funny because looking back now, I look at my beginning creations and I'm like, oh my gosh, those are, those are really bad. But there was just a starting point where um, you know, he helped me create a website and, and I just, I threw it up kind of overnight and it was just kind of a pet project at first. And then I started taking it more seriously and I would just soak up all the knowledge that I could from him. And little by little, he kind of trained me to be a business person and in a think sense. like an entrepreneur. Exactly. Yeah. So I took this you know, one passion of mine and it became reality almost overnight just because I was actually taking it seriously and, you know, I had his help and the support of my friends and family. And then over the past, you know, year or two, I've created a pretty decent following just because people see what I'm creating and they actually like it. Mm -hmm. And um, I really try to get back to the community and create things that you wouldn't necessarily find on a typical shop site, but also, it's okay. I was losing my train of thought. Someone's texting me. Sorry, I was guys. losing my train of thought. <laughs> well, I mean, in all honesty, like, you kind of become what you create. Like, it's all a craft. You create it, it isn't a science. Um, and it's a blessing and a curse that I feel strongly about what I do, and I feel like you probably feel the same. And you I, have to. Yeah, I think it's good because when you go for something like you go full force like straight on like head on um and you really go for it but there's pressure to be better and to do better and to make something or curate something that hasn't already been done before and that can kind of be paralyzing when you wake up every morning or when you go to <laughs> bed every night you yeah. know it's definitely a lot of pressure but I think you can't put too much of that on yourself and just find your little corner of the world and what makes you happy and the things that, you know, you love creating. Just keep doing that and constantly be moving forward. But also don't put too much pressure on yourself. Right. I think that 
when you learn to stop stressing about the little things is when things start to flow in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's, I still have days where like, I feel bad that like I wake up at whatever time I'm not going to (laughs) say. I won't tell anyone. And then I feel bad about starting later and I like feel uncertain about what I'm creating that day, that day, or I doubt what I'm making or if it's good enough. Um, and then, but I still like kind of succeed because as long as you're doing something or you're creating something every day, you're still succeeding in your own sense. You're just putting too much pressure on yourself that you're not. Exactly. Well, the pressure is coming from yourself and it's motivating because you don't have like a typical boss in the sense of like someone that's overseeing you. Like whatever you get done is for you. So you're actually excited to get things done Mm -hmm. and to make progress towards your own business or towards your own, you know, personal gain. And 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 you have your own goals versus a nine to five deadline that's due next week. Yeah. Helping other people reach their goals. Yeah. And I think that that's where I, like, it's when you take the little things off of your schedule and you realize that's not even worth stressing about, you forget that it was even a thing in the first place, <laughs> totally. you know? Yeah. And honestly, I have to say that the the wine takes a little bit of the pressure off it does. at the end of the day. Do you drink a lot of wine at home? Not sure. not a lot, but it's definitely become like a routine, just a glass of wine. And yes. it really helps calm things down it and like your nerves. it does yes. yeah so tell me a little bit about this wine that we're drinking because it is fantastic so this is another pet nat um i've just been on this pet nat binge guys and i'm sorry if you're bored but i'm not <laughs> um actually it's a brute tradition and it's the winemaker is jackie blatt it's from the loire the champagne region of france um and it actually goes by the name of triple zero, which is, you can kind of look at it as like the method of winemaking. So um, triple zero meaning triple doses, or I'm sorry, that's <laughs> the wine. Zero dosage, zero chapitalization, and zero tiage, which pardon my French if it sucks that badly, I already know that it does. But essentially what these three ingredients of triple zero are, adding sugars into the wine at a specific point of the process to like an unfermented grape in order to like increase the alcohol content after fermentation or a liquid solution of yeast, wine, or sugar that is added to the still base of the wine um, in order to create a secondary fermentation process in the bottle. And then the amount of sugar determines the level of dryness in the wine as well as the atmospheric pressure in the bottle, aka when you pop a cork the pressure what I love about this is that none of that that the doses of sugar like does not exist you can taste like the acidity the true acidity and the true tartness and it's not like drinking a like a dry fruit champagne you know not at all what well you- that's that's why I asked if it was organic because it just totally tastes different than most uh, sparkling wines I've ever had it right. tastes so natural it's just refreshing and especially coming into spring right now. It's I'm just perfect. like overhaul on pet nats. <laughs> this is actually the first time I've tried this bottle. I've seen it many times at shops, but I decided to pick it out for us today. I would say it's a winner. And it even has a little velvet label. So it's a double plus for us. It felt delicious and tastes delicious. <laughs> yeah, you can always tell when like there's something special about a wine. 
It's an instinct. Like, Absolutely. And that's kind of something that I've learned from you too. Like I just used to instinctually grab like whatever the label that I kind of recognize, but now I'm more conscious about the types of wine that I that I grab for if I'm going to hang out with friends. And I've actually been picking better wines now. So Good. I think that's thanks to you. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, the best way to go about it is A, to either ask someone mm-hmm. in the aisle, like ask them, I want natural, organic, or biodynamic wine. And they will point you in the direction. Or they'll say, we don't have any. If they don't have any, leave. Exactly. So <laughs> no, biodynamic. I'm kind of, I'm kind of joking. <laughs> That was not a term that I'd ever heard until I started and, like a right, relationship with right. you guys. And natural wine is different than organic, which is different than biodynamic. Is based winemaking based off the lunar cycles of the sun and the moon. And that's so romantic to me. I mean, come I on. I know. I always fall I fall in lust with <laughs> the uh, winemakers that come into town that like show their wine because it's so romantic and the way they talk is so romantic and the way they speak about the story behind it and what they did is so romantic. They're creating something so beautiful and delicious. Maybe that was somewhere along the line where I kind of fell in love with wine. There's a story behind everything and the way that you're able to tell the story in a way that isn't like from a bottle of barefoot. Yeah, so next time you're in a store, I my best advice is to just ask someone about it and ask about like pet knots especially. I mean, you can only go to specific places for this stuff. I recommend Party Source. They have a wide variety of stuff, and they're also expanding into like the natural organic section. Um, That's my awesome. friend on there, who was actually on a podcast a few weeks ago, he does a really awesome job at bringing new wines in that are natural and organic. But it's hard to sell in this city because people don't know much about it, and that was also why I wanted to create a platform so that people could learn about it in an authentic way from Absolutely. a credible source. Well, I would like to count myself as one it's of cre- them. Exactly. Yeah. That's something credible source is. Yeah. Like, make that plural. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go back to... Like in the traditional sense. Yes. Like running in and grabbing a Conven- $5 bottle of wine. I can't go back to conventional wine. Blindfold me and put them in front of me and I would be able to tell you what is natural and what isn't. That's amazing. Even I if mean, it's that- like the same varietal, I could tell you. That's natural and that isn't. It wasn't because I got that down. That's when I gravitated towards. Why would I ever go back to something that isn't like true or holistic? The whole biodynamic experience of wine is a very holistic process of wine growing. I mean, farmers sometimes put um, like manure in, in horns and they stick it underground underneath like the vines, grow it off of the lunar cycle. So it's seriously holistic. It's seriously like thought out and organic. That's fascinating. Why would, why would you not want to support something like that, especially when it tastes as good as it does, versus off of vines? I'm sorry. Absolutely. No, I mean, you can definitely taste the difference. And you do have to give credibility to people and winemakers, and I do give credibility to winemakers who aren't creating natural, organic, or biodynamic wine because there's so much heart and soul into what they do. And I mean, a lot of it is just like, hundreds of years of passed down that they just continue to create and that's romantic also it's a family business (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) so cheers to cheers cheers to all the wine that we've drank today (laughs) it has been plenty yes (laughs) thank you for coming on well I've had such an amazing time thank you so much for this opportunity yeah so if if people want to find your jewelry Mm -hmm. they should go to your website it's uh, com. Just .la. .la. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay. I messed that up for you. <laughs> and or then on Instagram. It's uh, Finola Jewelry on Instagram. And then your wedding Instagram. That is shop.finolabridal. 
Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Totally different. Well, now you um, guys know where to go. Those of you that are getting married, which is about everyone coming up on my newsfeed on Facebook. <laughs> Mine too. I know. I'm about to delete it just for, solely for engagement and... <laughs> engagement and, and babies. Literally. Literally. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, I hope you enjoy the episode. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much.